I know no one but Krishna as my Lord, and he shall remain so, even if he handles me roughly by his embrace, or makes me brokenhearted by not being present before me. He is completely free to do anything and everything, for he is always my worshipful Lord, unconditionally. Sri Samnodana Basyam by Bhaktivinoda Thakur This shloka describes the consciousness of the jiva who reaches the sublime platform of Krishna Prema. That supreme adulterer, that libertine Krishna, may bestow upon me, a servant, who is totally surrendered unto his lotus feet, endless bliss by forcing me into excruciating depths of despair by not being present before me. He may do anything he wishes with me, even to the extent that he enjoys the company of another beloved gopi in my presence. Yet he will remain always the Lord of my heart. For me, there will never be any other. Complete Surrender to the Lord In Srimad Bhagavatam 11.29.34, we find other examples of such fully surrendered souls and their unique position. When mortal beings decide to relinquish all fruitive activities and their results and fully surrender unto me, I reciprocate by giving them the nectar of immortality, elevating them to become my eternal associates. The conclusion is that on the platform of prema, Krishna becomes the life, soul, and the greatest treasure of the devotee, In this stage, the sublime exchanges of love between the devotee and the Lord, due to their natural attraction for each other, flowers into full bloom. Sri Prahlad Maharaj says in Srimad Bhagavatam 7, 5, 14, As iron, attracted by a magnet, moves automatically toward the magnet, my consciousness, having been charged by his will, is attracted by Lord Vishnu 
who carries a disc in his hand. Thus, I have no independence. Prema is the only result of bhakti. This statement by Prahlad Maharaj establishes the principle of an inherent and eternal relationship between the infinitesimal jiva and the infinite Lord. This relationship becomes obscured, however, when the spirit soul turns away from Krishna. But when, by good fortune, the jiva's consciousness becomes purified, then the eternally mutual relationship between the Lord and the jiva is rejuvenated just as a clean and shiny piece of iron is most efficiently magnetic. Purification is thus necessary in order to manifest their inherent and eternal relationship. Other than this, the process of purification has no real function. Therefore, the purified jivas, who are sadhakas of the prema dharma, or the path of loving devotional service to the Supreme Lord, should realize that this path is highly allergic to other results, save and accept Krishna Prema. Lord Krishna himself substantiates this truth in the Srimad Bhagavatam 10.32.22. O gopis, I am unable to repay my debt for your spotless service, even within a lifetime of Brahma. Your connection with me is beyond reproach. You have worshipped me, cutting off all domestic ties, which are very difficult to break. Therefore, please let your own glorious deeds be your compensation. From the Lord's own statements, it is clear that in order to please and attract him, one must love and satisfy his devotees. Separation from the Lord is exaltation. Though the phrase marmahatam, deeply afflicted in the heart, has been used in this shloka, in truth, the devotee feels not grief, but exaltation. To emphasize this point, Sri Krishna says in the Srimad Bhagavatam 10, 32, 21, O oh, my beloved gopis, you have renounced social customs, scriptural injunctions, and your relatives for my sake. I disappeared behind you only to increase your concentration upon me. Since I disappeared for your benefit, you should not be displeased with me. Another important point in this shloka is that, though it speaks of giving me bliss by your loving embrace, there is no trace of selfish pleasure. In fact, the only pleasure here is of loving Krishna and giving him pleasure. Such a statement is therefore very much in conformity with the true emotions of pure love. The Preeminence of Sri Shikshastaka Now let us discuss in brief the preeminence of these eight shlokas known as Shikshastaka. Just how glorious is Srimati Radharani as the personification of Sri Krishna's internal spiritual potency, and how glorious is her magnificent love? Krishna also desires to know how she alone fully relishes the wonderful qualities in him and the happiness she feels when she realizes the sweetness of his love. 
longing to fulfill these desires, the Supreme Lord, Sri Krishna, in his eternal form of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the absolute divinity of Ardhaurya, or magnanimity, performs many-fold pastimes and savors the loving moods in an exclusive section of Goloka known as Srinavadweep Dham, the highest realm of the Vaikuntha planets and the playground of the Supreme Lord. The Descent of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Adorned with the ecstatic sentiments and lustrous complexion of Srimati Radharani, Lord Sri Krishna, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, appears on this earth once in a day of Lord Brahma. His most recent descent to this mortal plane occurred in the year 1486 of the Christian era in the West Bengal district of Nadia in the town of Navadweep, situated on the riverbank, purified by the water of Mother Ganga. This abode is non-different from Vrindavan. The time of his appearance is recorded as a full lunar eclipse on the full moon night in the month of Falgun, February-March. The whole town of Navadweep was reverberating with the sounds of God's names being chanted, as was the custom during an eclipse. His father was Pandit Jagannath Mishra, and his mother was Srimati Sachidevi. The Lord's childhood was filled with childlike mischievousness and miraculous adventures. His boyhood days were spent in studies. His marriage in youth was a perfect example of upholding Vedic culture, as was his household life. Thereafter, he went to Gaya and accepted spiritual initiation in the ten-syllable Gopal mantra from Sripad Isvarapuri, a great servant of the Lord and torchbearer of the disciplic succession coming down from Lord Brahma to Madhvacharya. The Lord's wish was to teach the living entities their duty of taking shelter of a self-realized spiritual master, as instructed by the scriptures. Initiation into Love of God After his return from Gaya, the Lord performed congregational chanting of the holy names with his associates and devotees, and inundated all Bengal with the Nectarian River that had as its source these ecstatic kirtans. It was during this time that he flooded Bengal with the nectar of the holy name of God while propagating the message of devotional service to the Supreme Lord. At age 24, he received sannyas initiation from Sikeshava Bharati of the Sankara Sampradaya and forever severed all links with home and family life. The next six years found him journeying on pilgrimage throughout Bengal, Orissa, South India, Maharashtra, Uttar Pradesh, and Bihar. In his travels, he blessed millions of conditioned souls by giving them the highest transcendental pleasure of the Holy Name and by propagating the science of pure devotion. He refuted all philosophical speculations and conclusions that contradicted the statements of authorized scriptures and firmly established the unique supra-mundane principle of achinta beta beta tattva which he himself delineated for the first time and which is the quintessence of the teachings of all four schools of Vaishnava philosophy. 
Lord Chaitanya's final pastimes. For the next 18 years, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu remained in Jagannath Puri, where he fulfilled his spiritual desires and relished them in the company of his intimate associates, enjoying the nectar of love of Godhead. He sent self-realized and empowered preachers from amongst his followers everywhere to propagate the path of pure devotional service to the Supreme Lord. In this way, he inundated all India in the waves of Krishna Prema. While this was taking place, he was busy grooming many of his intimate associates, like Swarup Damodar, Ramananda Rai, Prabhobananda Saraswati, Rupa Goswami, Sanatan Goswami, Raghunath Das Goswami, Gopal Bhatta Goswami, Jiva Goswami, Kavi Karnapura, and others to write voluminous books revealing the recondite meaning of his teachings. For this purpose, he impregnated their hearts with his divine potency. These self-same teachings he compressed into the eight Shikshastika prayers, reaching out to and instructing all levels of devotees. Many times the Lord would immerse himself in the rasa or ambrosia of these eight shlokas, tasting their esoteric conclusions in the association of Swarup Damodar and Ramananda Rai. Later, the shlokas were discussed in important scriptures like Chaitanya Charitamrita. Teachings of Lord Chaitanya The Supreme Lord, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, on one hand, taught by his own example how to lead an ideal householder life, enacting transcendental pastimes as a householder. On the other hand, he also taught the renunciates and sannyasis how to uphold the highest standards of devotion and detachment by his own exemplary behavior. These super-excellent teachings are all contained in these eight shlokas. The Shikshastika prayers are the essence of all Vedic scriptures for the Rasika Bhaktas, or pure devotees who relish rasas. These prayers, having emanated from the lips of the Supreme Lord Himself, are indeed the absolute truth. Hence, they should be read, recited, and worshipped daily by sincere and fortunate souls. These prayers should be their constant companion, learnt, and taken to heart. Benediction for those who read Sri Shikshastaka. Those surrendered souls who read the Shikshastaka prayers, which are the nectarian words flowing from the mouth of the Supreme Lord, Gauranga, with devotion, will certainly be attracted to the honey from Lord Chaitanya's lotus feet. And like intoxicated bees, plunge into the lily-field lake of Krishna Prema. 401 years after the advent of Lord Gauranga, the commentary called Sri Samnodana Basyam has been composed by me, Srila Kedarnath Bhaktivinoda. Further scriptural evidence on this particular verse is found in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Anchilila 20, 48-52. I am a maidservant at the lotus feet of Krishna. He is the embodiment of transcendental happiness and mellows. If he likes, he can embrace me tightly and make me feel one with him. Or, 
he may corrode my body and mind by not giving me his audience. Nevertheless, he alone is the Lord of my life. My dear friend, just hear the decision of my heart. Krishna is the Lord of my life in all conditions, whether he shows me affection or kills me by making me unhappy. Sometimes Krishna gives up the company of other gopis, controlled mind and body by me. Thus he manifests my good fortune and gives others distress by performing his loving affairs with me. After all, since he is a cunning and obstinate debauchee with a propensity to cheat, he sometimes takes to the company of other women. He indulges in loving affairs with them in front of me just to give distress to my mind. Nevertheless, he is still the Lord of my life. I do not mind my personal distress. I only wish for the happiness of Krishna, for his happiness is the goal of my life. However, if he feels great happiness by giving me distress, that distress is the best of my happiness. <laughs> 